everyone. I am Manny. And I'm Wyo. Welcome back to the Kink Buffet Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 11. Wow. <laughs> it's getting up there. And we are in Southern Colorado mm-hmm. for just a day or two yeah. or five. Just a quick stopover. Just a quick stopover. It's cold. We don't want to go outside. <laughs> I think the last podcast we were talking about that too, we are kind of being big babies about it, but a couple days here, taking a break, and then off to the southeast, right? Tennessee and Florida. Warmer climates, here we come. <laughs> All right, and so this episode, well, we didn't know what to talk about, but we had a whole list of potential topics that we made it, just this big master list. And we couldn't decide, so we chose randomly. Mm Mm-hmm. And we came up with... Honest and open communication. Wow, probably the least controversial topic there is. (laughs) I mean, if I said, honesty is important in a relationship, you're not going to get a lot of pushback. (laughs) I mean, is anyone going to disagree? Well, they, they don't disagree, but a lot of people don't execute it. Well, that is that is true. So whether or not people do it mm-hmm. is different than whether or not people think you should. Mm-hmm. So let's dispense with the, the uh, initial thing, which is, sorry, we're actually, a plane just flew by. <laughs> it sounded really low. It did sound really low. <laughs> and like, like almost for a second there, I thought the plane was going to, crash on us <laughs> i don't know if we'll hear it on the on the uh, recording but uh yeah we think honesty is important in a relationship that's what you should do there okay. end of podcast end of podcast <laughs> but it's an interesting topic because again not everybody executes and people that want to be honest don't always feel like they can and you could argue that there's times that honesty is not good in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes, God, you're going to get in trouble the minute you recommend not being honest. Mm-hmm. But in the real world, with imperfect people, and especially with imperfect partners, sometimes that's the path of least resistance. I once heard that, like, you never want to be manipulated like manipulation is the the exact opposite of honest communication right but truthfully if you look at the definition of manipulation that just means to handle it skillfully so sometimes that means you finesse the words in order to handle something or a situation with the partner in a way that maybe the communication isn't a hundred percent blatantly honest because that's not the best thing that that's not gonna help them. It's not gonna be what they need to hear at that moment. That's you right off the bat, that's tricky to navigate because Isn't it? you're talking about suggesting not straightforward open honesty. Mm-hmm. So let's take it from the beginning. I mean, this is, a, again, we're just going to have a conversation. And this is may or may not turn out to be interesting. Uh, but 
that's what this podcast is. It's We're just off the cuff. Beginning of re- a relationship. Honesty is probably more important and easier at the beginning than any other time. I agree. You've got less skin in the game. If you find out right away that they're not into something that you're into... Like, you can just If they don't like the who plug. you are, right. you don't have to put on a facade. Right. You don't have to create a house of cards that's going to fall down if they find out that you haven't been honest. Mm-hmm. I think the challenge, there's a couple challenges with being honest, though, for people. Number one, if you're trying to get something, I mean... I mean, everybody's selling something when they're dating. Yeah, I mean, if a man is trying to get sex from a woman he meets, being honest may reduce their chances of getting sex on mm-hmm. that encounter. Mm-hmm. That's, that's challenging. Like, you're asking someone to not do that thing that really works well for what you're trying to get. Right. Okay, that right off the bat is tough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be honest. It means that there's plenty of motivation to not be. Well, and then there's personal reasons why you might not want to do it because of insecurities. Like, you just feel like they're going to judge you or you feel shame over what you're going to say. Like, that's a real reason not to be upfront and honest about something. For sure. Well, there's also, I think, people want a relationship often, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're meeting someone and you're dating or you're talking to them about a potential DS relationship or a potential poly situation, it doesn't matter what or it is. But placing or whatever. But, but you're looking at something that you want to, to take place. Mm-hmm. And you may rule that person or that person may rule you out if they know everything. So you hold you hold back. I, I mean it's natural to if I if I'm too upfront, I that person may rule me out. Right. And that's a bad idea because you should consider somebody ruling you out. That's just as much of a success as meeting somebody. Because as soon as you rule that person out or they rule you out, you are free to pursue somebody else. You're no longer going to spend time with that person. They're no longer, you know, we used to talk about in sales. I was in software sales for years. They didn't know is as good as a yes because a no move means I can now move on to the next potential customer. Right. Right. That mm-hmm. that was nothing wrong with a no. I'll get plenty of yeses. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not willing to present something that's going to get a no or a yes, and in this case it would be you're not selling something, but a second date, a third date, a, a play session, if you are not willing to put enough out there to get a no or a yes, you are then spinning your wheels wondering if you're going to get a no or a yes. That's dead time. Well, and potentially you can manipulate the situation so that you get that first date, but you're going to end up in this cycle where you're just perpetuating that thing and eventually the facade wears off. So you're only... Or you're going to want to eventually share something with somebody that you may have denied earlier. Mm-hmm. You may have to have the embarrassment of coming clean. 
Right. It You're is, just prolonging the inevitable. Like, it's eventually going to fall apart if this is a thing that's has the potential of being a, a deal breaker. Yeah, and, and this is something that you hear about all the time. It doesn't even have to be a spoken word. I mean, I, like many, know men. This is in the vanilla world. Mm-hmm. But I, I have known many men who had a partner who loved giving him blowjobs. But it turned out they didn't really. <laughs> that was a lie. <gasps> who does that? That was a lie that the partner told because... She wanted a partner. She wanted to make the person happy. She wanted a husband. She wanted a parent for her kids. She wanted someone to stick around. Maybe she just wanted presents. I don't know. There was something, but it was never, I've never heard it presented as, I really don't like doing this, but I'm going to do it all the time until we get engaged. It was always, oh my God, she just loves that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Turns out I was wrong. Right? It's a lie to accomplish something, but you've harmed the relationship. Mm-hmm. You've set something up. Now, in that case, you're harming the partner who's like, whoa, I that, like, got the bait and switch here. Right. So, some in that case, the lie is harming the other person, but the lie also harms you if you are not... If you're not putting out there what you want and what you need and what you like and what matters and who you are you are wasting time with that person who is either going to leave you or not fill those needs and that time could be spent being honest with other potential partners and one of them may click with you right it is so much easier i mean here here's an example when we meet people online Mm-hmm. When we meet women, potential, I mean, I know COVID, but take COVID out of the equation. We meet people, we meet women online as potential play partners, as potential, potentially come travel with us for a little bit, potentially mm-hmm. have an ongoing relationship with. Mm-hmm. We meet them, and if there's something about them, they were attracted to their profile picture, something they said that was clever or witty. If they're on a kink site, they've checked the kink box. But we tell them immediately our situation. If I meet them or or you meet them online, you tell them right off the bat, I'm in a partnership. It's a DS relationship. It's poly. This is what we're looking for. And you immediately lose communication with a fair percentage of those potential partners that you were interested in. So you, you risk mm-hmm. that person not wanting to... I mean, that person may write back and say, you know what, that's not really a good fit for me. Tried it, been there, don't like it. Mm-hmm. Or just, they just ghost you. So you, you're like forcing the rejection. You don't want to get rejected by this person that, you, that you're attracted to. And, and you're doing something that's going to immediately cause a rejection from 70% of them. Or whatever number it is. Mm-hmm. It's far less when it's a male that I'm interested in playing, like it, they are more open to the idea sure. of. But you've also but you but some rule them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's not certainly in that case. It's right. men are, it's a different ball yeah. game. But uh, but there's there's still a fair number. Yeah. You know. So they're looking for a primary. I'm not that. So. But the yeah. trade-off is. 
if the conversation, if the response is, I'm still listening. Mm-hmm. I tell me more. I'm interested. I'm curious. That's yeah, what I want. It doesn't matter what it is. As soon as you've done that, the elephant in the room is gone, and now we can proceed and just have an honest conversation about who we are and what we're looking for. Right. We're not having that conversation and wasting it with all those potential partners that it was a deal breaker before we even started. Right, and it doesn't have to be the that our dynamic is the deal breaker. It could be that it's the fact that we travel or the fact that anything, there's... Anything Yeah, matters. like, and if we don't put all of that on the table up front, we're going to invest a lot of time talking to people who might not even be interested in investing the time back because of those factors. But all that time you spend engaging with them before they know that is dead time that you could have met somebody else in that time. Well, and it's also detrimental to them because they're spending emotional oh, energy getting invested. Yeah, they, for sure. You know, it's not, it is not it's fair not to them. It's not fair to them. They, yeah, once, we, one of the rules that we have are, we only have a couple quote-unquote rules in our poly relationship. Mm-hmm. And one of the rules we have is that we never fuck with someone's heart. Right. Ever. And fucking with someone's heart doesn't mean necessarily cheating on them or misleading them. or It could mean spending enough time with someone where they start to have feelings for you or for me, and then we pull the rug out and say our situation is this thing that isn't for most people. Right. That is fucking with someone's heart. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit. They're, they're only engaged with a few texts. But if they're interested, they're interested. Mm-hmm. They set their phone, they exchanged a few texts, set their phone down that night, and their minds went to, well, maybe this is the one, or maybe this is, I mean, you're screwing mm-hmm. with somebody. You can't do that. Well, I mean, you can. Yeah, people do it all the time. We but don't. We, we Not don't. us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, making, being upfront is important. Now, what about being honest too early? And let me explain. Okay. If, um, it's going to be more common in this case, but if a man puts on his profile, I'm just looking for a woman who wants to come over and give me a blowjob tonight, he's going to be near zero response rate. <laughs> okay. Well, no, but it's true. You There is a point of engagement. Mm-hmm. Where you're not screwing with the person, you are allowed to hold back some. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong to do that. So, when does that line happen? When does the conversation, you know, for, let's make it easier. I'm just looking for a play partner. I'm not looking for a serious relationship. I want someone who I can have regular sex with and I can, I can explore certain kinks with. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here to look for. If you post that... Yeah, I know there's some people out there that will respond or some places where they're like, perfect, I'm looking for that too. But in the mainstream traditional dating world, when you say that, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot. No, you're, you're but, cast as a fuckboy. But if you post that you're hey, looking to meet, well, just normal, like, hey, I'm into this hobby and that hobby and mm. here's a couple pictures of me and here's what I do for a living. And someone might be looking for something more... You can have a, a conversation to a point before you say, hey, I'm not looking for anything 
Right. Serious. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm asking you. I mean, is there a, an allow? Like, is there a point where you're not screwing with the person's heart by engaging them a little bit, as long as at some point you tell them pretty quickly what you're looking for, or am I? Or is that screwing with their heart a little bit, but you kind of have to do it to get what you want? I mean, technically, yes. Technically, you're screwing with them. You are, you are a little bit by yeah. not being completely upfront from minute one. Mm -hmm. But are you screwing with them an amount that is reasonable? I mean, again, boy, that sounded really bad. <laughs> But, no, it's, but what's reasonable? You go to a bar and you dress nicer than you normally would dress if you were in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Well, you've 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 lied to the person a little bit. That's what I was just gonna say. But like, it's not it, a, it's not unacceptable. It's right. It's normal if you're going to go out. You know, fishing for a, a date. You're gonna go dress the best. You're gonna put on some nicer cologne or perfume. You know, you're gonna do your best to put on a good impression. It's the same kind of thing in the in the online dating. Like you, you want to make your profile as attractive to potentials as possible. It's and while still being honest. Well, I mean, I mean, by that token, would you say that wearing makeup is lying? Well, sometimes, sometimes it's a completely different face that they're wearing. <laughs> I mean, I well, hardly wear makeup at all. So, but that's what so. There is a little bit of gamemanship on both sides, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you don't string them along. The same, you know, it's the same thing like if you know the woman wants kids, you don't fuck her four nights in a row and then tell her on the fifth date after you fucked her for the fifth time that, oh, by the way, I'm never going to want kids. And like, if you've already got kids, you don't go out and be like, oh, by the way, I... You tell them... That, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've got two, yeah. you got to mention that up front. So, mm -hmm. it's not black and white. Yeah. Is it... Do you think it's more just intent? Like, if you're trying to be a good, honest, upfront person while at the same time trying to present yourself in the best way possible and not rule people out and that you can just be that way and it's part of the game... I think a it little. is reasonable to allow conversation to unfold naturally and organically. However, if you're intentionally omitting stuff, that's where the problem is. But it's also hard to gauge that from the other side. So if you don't get that information you know, readily... Or they hesitate when they answer, you know, like it's hard to tell if that's because they're hiding something or they're just... Well, how about then along that same line? How about this? Is it not the responsibility of the person who wants the honesty to ask those questions? Right. The woman, and I'm, 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 it's, I'm always speaking in this gender specific because I am speaking from the male perspective and I'm mm -hmm. talking to a female partner. But... Yes, the man should be upfront about his intentions, but the woman can also ask, "What are you looking for? Are you just looking for a fuck buddy? Are you just looking? Are you looking to get into a potential relationship?" Mm -hmm. And she can ask that question. And then if the person just lies, then then you're yeah, you're you're a shit person, like you were asked. But that may not. If he brings up at the beginning, 
he's looking for friends with benefits. He might rule people out, but as long as he's... At, he, so he doesn't have to necessarily bring it up so quickly, but then if he is asked, he's required to be honest and say, well, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is also the responsibility of the other person to ask questions. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think a lot of online dating apps and sites nowadays have, like, what you're looking for as a checkbox? I think it makes it so much easier. Online dating is the easiest way to date. You have to trust that people are actually honest when they check those things. Like I think people are... I think you can read people. You can trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, this is about polyamory and DS and kink and <laughs> that world. Mm-hmm. Um, the honest upfront part of our world, if you're a vanilla person in a vanilla world, everything we're talking about is probably relatable. You may be, oh, and by the way, you, if you're a, a, in the vanilla world and you're a man, you know, one of the ways to kill a potential date or a sexual encounter is to talk about sex too soon mm-hmm. and bring it up to, and by God, if you put it in your profile, you're screwed. Uh, but in the kink world, that is not the case. Right. In the kink world, you actually can bring things up much quicker. Yeah, you definitely have more entrance because of the nature of what the things that we do. Like, on, we met on a dating app where you actually check off sexual categories. Mm-hmm. And you're looking to align. Because you, you are, when you're in the kink world and you're like on a kink dating app, you're already ruling out those women who probably wouldn't be interested in you if you were talking about sex too early on the first date. Those right. women aren't on the kink dating app looking for kinky sexual partners. Right. So the, the app has already kind of weeded that out for you. Right. Um, and again, um, we always need to preface this. It, a man could be searching for a man, a woman for a woman. It doesn't trans. It right. doesn't matter. I, so if I say a man looking for a woman, just... You can switch gender roles every time, and it's okay. Right. Unless we specifically say, I think this is a male thing. Or, mm-hmm. or have you noticed that women, sorry, just, you know, generalize. Like, if it's not that, fill in the blank on gender, please. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, we, we were very upfront right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Because it's a way of ruling out people whose kinks don't align. Well, and in these designer relationships like what we have like we're looking for a very specific set of criteria so i mean that would just be foolish to try and you're not going to tiptoe around sex when that is like priority if you are a submissive man that is not going to work for you no matter what other qualities that man has or woman has you're interested in either right if they are submissive they're going to be a friend if enough things align, you might occasionally have vanilla sex with them, but <laughs> I mean, I'm saying vanilla, but I'm saying it's not going to be the type of thing you like. Right. Well, it might be. It might be. It could be a play partner, mm-hmm. and you guys, but because there's things I top for, so that's no, not. No, okay, that's true. So yeah. it's, but it's not something you would do every day. Right. It is it would, not. It, it's not your partner. Right. All right. So honesty in the kink world is much easier. We can be very, very much upfront. It's also perfectly acceptable in the kink world. Oh, well, it's acceptable. 
any world, but it's more acceptable in the kink world and even respected to say, look, I'm looking for this type of sexual encounter. By the way, it's also in the poly world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just looking for someone to have sex with on Tuesdays when my partner's at bowling. Right. And you'll see those ads and mm-hmm. it's pretty straightforward and, and people are much more upfront and straightforward because they're not they're not playing the game. They are looking for another sexual partner or they are looking for a, another companion right. or someone to fulfill a king. Right. It's a Those job. specific criteria if that if the other person doesn't meet them or isn't open to fitting into that then you're both wasting your time. So without that open communication, like there's just, yeah. I mean, and you can, you, it, the same risk is on your side. So like, not only would they get attached from the continuing conversation, like you can, you can get attached and then start talking yourself into, well, maybe I can work on you know, some other level with this person. and You just set it up for failure. Yeah. So the idea, I think, is that you, like, honesty is always important, but in the vanilla world, playing the game and tiptoeing around it is almost required. Mm-hmm. But in the kink world, the advice would be the opposite. Just put it on the table and be up front and straight and find someone that just aligns. Well, you had this happened to you when you were traveling before we um, quarantined together, right? Like, you were out in some other state, and you met a woman, and you were talking about the fact that she was also in the polyamorous lifestyle, and she she immediately knew, because of the honesty in your communication... That, like, you could come over and you could oh, yeah. stay with and, her. Yep, and yep. if there was chemistry, you play. If there's none, you're not going to get all butthurt because you have to sleep on the couch. Right. And, yeah, that was... It was expected in this world for the... I mean, the honesty was just... She actually said... Actually, let me tell the story real quick. Okay. Because it it does relate to the differences in these two worlds. Mm-hmm. So I was traveling and out of state, and I was actually at a date earlier that night with someone. We had a, just a lovely dinner in the park. She was real sweetheart. We hit it off really well as friends, but we decided that's all it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so we hugged, went our separate ways, and I went and I grabbed some fast food and was sitting in the parking lot, and I got on my my vanilla dating app, a Tinder bubble or something, and came across another woman the next thing you know we're on the phone talking mm-hmm. and we're talking about and she's also polyamorous and she's also sub, she, well not also submissive she's submissive and she's into kink and she's into this whole that whole she's even done some swinging right but that's she's part of my world mm-hmm. I'm part of her world and we're talking for like maybe half an hour at most and she said where are you staying tonight and I said actually um, as soon as I hang up, I'm going to get on Priceline to get a hotel. And she go, and she says, oh, well, let me just text you my address uh, and, and uh, you know, and come on over. I said, oh, cool, great. So she texts me her address. I come on, I come over, 
and we we hang out that evening. We hit it off. We we spend the night together. We have a we have a great time. She's awesome. You well, and you've you've met her. I mean, yeah. Like, later on, I later on, you met got her. Got to know her, sure. Yeah, she's 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 a sweetheart. But she's, you were honest about the fact that we you, were completely you, upfront and honest about all this, and that I um, was in the picture and that you yeah, were over oh, there. And yeah, she knew yeah. that right off the bat. She knew you were in the picture the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, it was funny because when we talked, she said to me, like, I think it was the next day, she said, she goes, you know why I texted you, why I sent you my address? And I said, well, tell me. And she said, because of the community that you're in, like how upfront and honest and open you are about this community, and, and, and like, I, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. And she said, if, if you had come over, and there was no chemistry, and I asked you to sleep on the couch. You you wouldn't have had a problem with that. And I said, well, no, obviously not. Like, why would I? I would I just save eighty bucks on a hotel? Like, I would have been, like, we would have sat up half the night talking because we got along, we liked each other. Right. We would have sat up half the night talking. I would have crashed on the couch. I would have saved myself some money. Probably bought her breakfast for the, you know, and then, and she said, she said, you know, in the mainstream world, I never would have sent my address to somebody. She said, if, if you were just like some regular guy from the vanilla world, there's so many lies and so many games and so much ulterior motives that if I had sent my address and didn't want to have sex with you after I met you in person, you would have been butthurt. You would have, it might have actually gone bad. Um, you would have been upset over it. And it, like, it would have been not a pretty sight. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh shit, I, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah. She goes, if you were in the vanilla world, I never would have sent you my address after talking to you for thirty minutes. But I knew, in your world, that if you came over, it would have been okay. Yeah, and I've had that kind of interaction just over dinner. Like, oh, I bought a steak that was too expensive for like the three hours that we had a good conversation, and I'm really not feeling it, and I'm going home. But now you're going to make me feel bad because yeah. you paid for dinner and. It is. I'm not gonna fuck you. I'm and, sorry. You but know, like, it. But that's not. It, but when you're in this really openly honest and upfront world, you can mm-hmm. just be straight about everything, and it just takes all the weirdness out. Right. And she knew it wasn't gonna get weird. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in hindsight, I suppose if you asked her, should you give someone your address after 30 minutes, she'd probably roll her eyes and go, "Yeah, it's probably not smart." I mean, I'm not. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, but you. But but you're a her, genuine person. I mean, it just gut, comes across. Yeah, on. and her gut told her it would would have been okay. It mm-hmm. would have been. Mm-hmm. And the reason I mentioned earlier that you had met her is that she's an intelligent, smart, very like yeah, very successful, rational person. Like she wasn't mm-hmm. just some idiot who just like sends her dress. Oh, out I to like everybody. her. She's a nice woman. She is. Mm-hmm. But that's what the honesty gets you. That honesty and openness creates those type of interactions. It's simple and opens easy. good doors instead of keeping potentially bad doors open and then everybody mm-hmm. ends up in a bad place. For sure. Okay, so that's early. That we talked for a while about that early in a relationship. What about once you've got once you've time invested and time invested in somebody mm-hmm. and you should have been honest about these things early on. But you haven't been. Or you also may have just discovered something. So you're a man with a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. And now you're six months in and you never haven't told your partner. 
Or you're a man who didn't realize he had a, sex, a foot fetish until six months after you met them and you watched a foot fetish video. And now you know, you've realized. <laughs> okay. Either way requires, a, a, well, actually they're different, but they require honesty at some point. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bringing things up in the kink world can be very scary. There's a fear of being judged. Well, number one, there's a fear of someone leaving you. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Well, Do I need this fetish bad enough in to the lose community? My the kink shaming is squashed a lot. So, in the community as a whole, there really isn't going to be stigma over the fact that you like to wear diapers or something like that. Like, if that's your thing, that's your thing. It doesn't but have a, to be anybody else's a thing. A married couple in the kink community right. isn't the, the couple where the guy's afraid to talk about his foot fetish. Right. It's, it's gonna. It's, it's gonna the, be something. The vanilla world, right? And it's gonna be, in, you know, even in a more conservative world. And it'd be really easy to say, well, if you don't have an honest, open relationship with your partner, then maybe you should get a new partner. Like that's easy to judge, right? But that's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. People figure things out later. You've invested time. Maybe you love a lot of other things about them. Maybe you have kids or a business together. Maybe there's family commitments. Mm-hmm. Maybe her dad paid. 300 grand for your wedding and you've been married a year and you're afraid of screwing things up. I mean, there's a million reasons why mm-hmm. people hold these things back or are afraid to share because people judge. Mm-hmm. People could break up with you. People could think you're weird. That's tough. Um, so first off, how would you bring it up? How would you bring up something that you've known about yourself all along but haven't told the person. In other words, uh, how do you bring up something where the person says, oh my God, I've been with you two years and you're telling me this now? Like, how do you bring that up and explain why you didn't bring it up before? Yeah, it's so tough. I mean, you you just have to bite the bullet, I guess. Like, as far as can, the longer you prolong it, the worse it's going to get. Sure. Well, I guess the first thing is you have to decide if you can live without it. Yeah, you have to decide if it's I mean, worth the risk of losing somebody over. Is it worth, or is it something that you can keep private? I mean, or, they're, they're or all... that you can meet in a different way if you could still. Maybe play solo or something like that. Like if, if you're that's a man, acceptable. if you're a man in a very conservative relationship who likes to wear women's panties, and your your wife that would never ever approve of, mm-hmm. you could decide that you never share that and keep take that secret to the grave. Mm-hmm. I that's not what I would recommend because that that no. that would be, but the alternative might be losing your family. There's mm-hmm. plenty of people that will keep, choose their keeping their family together and the, and their their kids. They'll choose that over their fetish. You're not wrong for choosing it over your fetish. You're also not wrong for saying this is too important to me. I'm willing to risk it. Neither mm-hmm. answer is wrong. You can't say for anybody that right that they got to pick their path. But I mean, but it's the same kind of thing like with gender identity or sexual orientation, like. If you have to have those conversations, you just have to. And if it's 
if it's who you are authentically as a person, it, it's completely unhealthy to at least not have the conversation. Like, if, if it comes to the point where you as a couple decide to not act on those things, at least you've still got it out. Like, they know that when you're mourning this thing that you can't have, that there's a reason behind it. It's not just that you're depressed but or you're grumpy or, you know, whatever. How do you bring it up? I mean, I have a couple ideas, but do you have ideas? Okay. One way, if so if you're having trouble bringing this up with your partner, there's obviously some fear of their partner judging it, their partner being ignorant, their partner finding it immoral to their God's word. Or not taking it seriously. Or something. So one way to do it is to bring it up with the third party. You know, bringing it up where somebody else, a respected third party, can validate you for that thing you want to share Mm -hmm. to another person. And it it doesn't mean that person is going to agree, but if you have someone else saying to to your partner, that's not unhealthy. Nine percent of men feel this way. It is a perfectly acceptable thing. It's a, you know it. So it could be a sex therapist or just a, a vanilla counselor or somebody who you have as a friend. Somebody that you that you've been honest with about this thing. Yeah. Maybe a somebody else who has particular knowledge about that kind of kink that you're into or something like that. How about this, like, introducing it as an outing, like it, like at an education event? So it wouldn't be something that's, that's innately kinky, like you're not expected to, like, act this thing out or, you know, perform <laughs> a, a fetish skill that... They don't have, or you don't have. Like, right. Yeah. So I, I get you. So in other words, you're in an educational environment with other mm-hmm. people who are interested, but you're not saying this is my thing. Right. I mean, there are ways to tiptoe around things too, just in how you bring them up. Yes, you can come forward and say this is something that I love or who I am. Mm-hmm. But you also can just put your toe in the water. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. What do you think about watch or, or watch a movie about it and open up dialogue? I mean, people have been surprised by their partner's response mm-hmm. for both ways. Yeah, you know, there's a chance that your partner is more receptive than you you expect them to be. Yeah, but yeah. there's also partners. I used to run webcam sites, and I there were one of the most common ways the webcam models which are usually female models made money is if they were into fetishes that the men weren't into many of these were married men that had broached the subject with their partners their partners went ew gross you're not into that and their response was oh no of course not I just I I was reading about it I was curious no god no that's disgusting no yuck (laughs) she's like oh thank god you scared me for a second honey and then they become a very high-paying regular webcam client. Mm-hmm. But their 
you know, and that, by the way, their partners shut them down from ever bringing it up again, because sometimes they're so emphatic about how they feel. Mm -hmm. So, you can tiptoe around it. Um, I I generally do lean towards you got to get it on the table right away, but just you can't make that decision for somebody else when they have a lot to lose. Mm -hmm. They have to make that decision for themselves. Well, and again, the longer you draw it out, the the more and more invested everybody's in the situation. So and the best you, thing you, you can have do more to lose. Well, and the best thing you can do is have that on the table from the get-go. Right. If you've always known about it, don't keep it a secret. Don't be afraid to lose that person early on. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, God, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what that would be like to be in a relationship and have sexual fetishes that you can't share with your own partner. That would be hell. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're saying it is. Mm-hmm. And... I think there's a flip side to that. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about being about honesty, yeah, is about creating an environment where your partner can be honest with you. Right. I think that's something that we did very, very well when we started this relationship. I mean, we both came into this dynamic with the idea that there wouldn't be any anything that's off limits as far as what we need to talk about because we're not going to not going to allow things like anxiety over something or traumas that we are bringing in from other relationships to cause us to stumble so like there's just a the framework is set up so that we can say what we need to say in an environment where we know that there's not going to be immediate rash judgment, that we'll process it together. Just judgment of any kind. Right. Yeah, it, you've told me that you have been able to share things with me, and you're an open person in the kink community, but there are things that you've told nobody mm-hmm. ever your entire life but me. Right. Multiple things. Mm-hmm. And... And it's terrifying. It's terrifying to have that kind of honesty with somebody. You were afraid of losing me when you did. Yeah. And honestly, uh, there's... It's maybe just more in my head. You know, that I've built this thing up so much that it's scary. But until I have the trust in place that I can say those things, I'm not even going to get there. So why me? Because we have a, the framework in place that you're not going to judge what I say. And that if it is something that that we decide is not healthy for us as a couple or for our future or for me to pursue, then we discuss it and figure out how to handle it right. Yeah, and part of that's my responsibility to create a safe, a, a safe place for you. Mm-hmm. But while still being honest. Right. It's okay to say... You can be honest back. Your partner shares some kink with you that you're not into. 
you don't have to say, I like that kink too, or I think that's sexy to make it, to, to validate their honesty. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say that doesn't turn me on at all. But I have things I like that don't turn you on. There's nothing wrong with it. We all have different kinks. I mean, you, there's ways just to make a person feel okay. One thing I've done with you, and tell me if you've noticed this, but there are things you've brought up doing where I've said, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then proceeded to roll, bring it up and role play it with you almost immediately afterwards. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Okay. The reason I do that is because by role-playing it with you, that's my way of saying to you that it's okay that you fantasize about this. I'll indulge the fantasy, I'll play along with the fantasy, and we'll have fun. So when I say we're not going to do it, it's not because I'm judging you, it's because there are reasons why it's not going to happen. Right. But when I role-play it, I tell you that it's okay that you think this way. Mm -hmm. That's my way of saying it anyways way more effective than saying to you, everyone has fantasies, your fantasies are okay, pat you on the head. <laughs> or worse, <clears throat> oh my God, you're really fucked up. <laughs> no, I, I say that too. <laughs> I'm straight with you, I tell you. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that is one of the most fucked up, I, I can't believe you just said that, that is one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, but that's usually by... That's usually followed by... That's hot. And really hot. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But uh-huh. but also sometimes... No, sometimes it's followed by, that's really fucked up, but that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then we role play it just to show you that it can still make sex fun. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so there's the honesty. And what about... What about... Um, Bringing something up, in other words, being honest with somebody about something, but you haven't been lying to them. It's something that maybe a recently discovered thing you want to bring up. Mm-hmm. So you, so there's no fear of the person wondering why the hell didn't you tell me this before, but you still want to bring it up. But it, it's basically the same as just being honest at any point, mm-hmm. just without the fear of them wondering why you didn't bring it up sooner. Yeah, well, the not bringing it up sooner is a more of a problem because then it's like an intentional like you're lying because you could have said something before you know that i don't find that that hard to backpedal on because if someone says look i didn't tell you because i wanted to be with you and i was afraid if i told you this that you would go away if the person can't understand that motive then that's messed up on their part like, how do you not understand someone holding something back because they don't want to lose you? I'm sorry. Like, you, that's, everyone should be able to wrap their heads around that. And if they can't, then you just have to say, well, I'm sorry. I should have said it sooner. I didn't. Here's why. Mm-hmm. You, you just have to accept that I'm, I'm, boy, I sure wish I had. Mm-hmm. Even for my sake, but all right. Now, what about coming back from lies? Boy, that's a tough one. You've lied, and now, in other words, you didn't tell the person, and the person said, "But I asked you about that." Mm-hmm. 
or that came up and you said something. So it's not a lie of omission. Lies of omission are lies, kind of. And that's, they are, lies of omission are lies in the eyes of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Depends on the situation and person's viewpoint. But what about a direct lie? I asked you if you, da, 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 mm-hmm. and you said no. Yeah. Like, breaking trust is so hard. And you can work to repair it, but it's, I don't know, it's just like almost the most difficult thing to get back to. Well, there's, Or maybe never. It's I, completely I, like the original state. I would say, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, coming back from lies, I mean, that's trust. It's mm-hmm. violated. It's hard to come back from. But there's one type that's far easier than the other. What's that? When you approach the person and you tell them about being dishonest, and especially if it's a scenario where they potentially never would have found out. Oh, so a confession. A conf- when you bring that up, that, that should carry more weight and more credibility than... Because they could have just kept the secret. They could have, as opposed to being caught. Mm-hmm. Do you wear women's panties? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. And then you get caught one day wearing them. Now that's a whole different ball game than, hey, I know you asked me something. Remember you asked me something six months ago? I, I was ashamed, and so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not have sex with that woman. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Lewinsky. But you know, but that I would say that if there are there are things that are like, bring those up now. Mm-hmm. One thing, there's a, there's a catch to this. If you did something wrong, the fact that you brought it up, even though they were never going to find out, does not relieve you of the thing that you did that was wrong. The consequences. You of can't. It. You mm-hmm. can't cheat on your partner, and then tell them, and say you never would have found out if I didn't tell you. So then you need to forgive me. So I'm off the hook because I was truthful. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is a, that is the biggest bunch of bullshit ever. You are, mm-hmm. you are not relieved of your consequences for your actions. You are. Relieved of the consequences for the lie, not what you lied about. And Ooh, that's a good differentiation right yes. there. Like, yes. Now, mm-hmm. but the thing that you are confessing may not be something that was something you did wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't mean, I'm not saying that you come clean the lie was because you did something wrong. You could have right. lied about something that wasn't wrong. And mm-hmm. therefore, there should be no consequences because you did nothing wrong and you also came clean. But the thing is, is it's not your choice. Mm-hmm. When you confess to something, you don't get to decide how the person feels and how the person reacts and how the person judges. It's like if you break trust with somebody, you don't get to decide when you've gotten trust back. You're completely, it's out of your hands. Mm-hmm. They get to decide when they trust you again. Uh-huh. And if they question something you say and think you're lying a week later and you say well I I just got caught lying last week I understand it you aren't allowed to when they question something six months later say my god it's been six months and you still don't believe me like it's their timeline not yours Mm -hmm. and so 
that's something that you have to just, it's hard. It, it's a hard thing, right? But you got to let that go. Right. Well, they have to process the consequences of being lied to as well. So if, like, they have to mourn the trust that was lost or whatever, you don't get to, to put a timeline on somebody nope. else's mourning. Like, nope, nope, nope. Absolutely not. Right. That's definitely one of those. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, you, it's a, just a skill that people have to learn. Yeah. And then you have to, I mean, you screwed up. The only thing you can do to fix it is to not screw up again and give it time. So, I mean, you cheat on someone, you, you may never gain that trust back. Mm-hmm. You, you usually won't. But... If you waited six months before telling telling the woman that you like sticking toys in your butt when you jerk off, mm-hmm. and she's kind of hurt that you didn't tell her sooner, well, you'll come back from that. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, like, it, 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 you're okay. But the longer you wait, it's worse. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, like everything, I mean, we keep circling back to honesty and being best. Um, is honesty always best? That's definitely, it's a case by case, so you'd have to be, like, if it's something that's not going to be a benefit to reveal, I think the goal should be to eventually let it be, it's the timing, it's more about the timing than the honesty of it. It's, it might not be suitable to be revealed right now but it has to come out at some point but does it i'll give you an example okay a lot of times people are honest and they hurt another person to relieve themselves of their own guilt Hmm. or they hurt another person because they don't want to deal with the consequences or they hurt another person there's lots of times a person lies and by, I'm uh, sorry, the person is honest about something and the sole purpose is to benefit themselves and someone else gets hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And, and see, this is one of those ones that are, that's really tricky, but I mean, You're, you're dating a woman for six months and you're 23 years old and you get drunk and, and have sex when you're out of, out of town at a sporting event. Mm-hmm. Four years later, you get married. You have three kids. Seven years later, the oldest kid's 13 years old and you have a household. But this, this guilt's been nagging at you forever. It's really just nagging at you. Mm-hmm. you could be in a situation where just that knowledge that it happened even though it was 10 years ago could destroy the person you're with it could destroy her and you may lose the trust and never get the trust back you may get a divorce over this and break up your family and kill your and all of this because you 
guilt. It, as funny as it sounds, there, there, there can be scenarios where that would be one of the most selfish things you could possibly do. Like, if it's really eating it with you, or eating at you, well, too damn bad. You shouldn't have done it, dummy. <laughs> You're going to suffer the consequences of this. But you don't necessarily, the best approach isn't to harm the person. Mm-hmm. So dealing with your guilt on your own instead and of revealing. Suck, suck it up, asshole. You cheated on your partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm using those words because I'm like, I, I feel very strongly about people that do that. I don't, I'm not, mm-hmm. not a fan right. of when people do that. And, but there are times where you may want to come clean. Such as you were with the person six months, you were out of town, you got drunk, you did whatever, and then you come back and you realize this person needs to know the truth before they make this decision. Mm -hmm. Like, this is getting serious. We're about to move in together. They need to know that I did this so they can make a decision. And you put it out on the table and you risk losing them. But you did something really screwed up that you regret and you feel guilty over it, but at the same time... It's not fair to them to know that this was the, the situation mm-hmm. and who they're in. I mean, they're now that's not a selfish act. It's it would, The cheating was selfish, but the, the, the honesty wasn't. Mm-hmm. But it, it is not black and white. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, do you agree with this? Yeah, that you've explained that. I know, this is a very delicate topic because you're like, oh my God, you say this. I mean, if I had posted that in my dating ad, everyone would think that I'm this big liar who thinks that you should cheat on partners, not tell them. Mm -hmm. No, you shouldn't do it to begin with. Like, don't don't misread what I said. Don't put yourself in positions where you have to lie about what's happening. Yeah, that's the best way not to lie. Yeah, don't do anything that you have to lie about. (laughs) Be upfront with what you want. Be upfront with what you do. Be upfront with who, who you are. Don't deceive your partner. Mm-hmm. I find it way easier. You ever even sniffed a lie from me? Yeah, same for me. Like, I just don't... It takes so much effort and energy to keep the lies and to keep the web in place once the yeah. once everything starts building upon the lie that you started and you have to come up with more like I just don't have the energy for that so generally speaking honesty we haven't drawn a, a conclusion <laughs> that's counterintuitive I mean, mm. that anybody would disagree with but honesty is important when it's handled skillfully and do it at the beginning of a relationship don't back yourself into a corner where you have to do it later mm-hmm. It's so much easier. Don't be afraid of ruling somebody out or having them rule you out because of the truth. Mm-hmm. Because then you could find the person that aligns with your truth. Right. Don't try to fit someone into a box by like playing games and mm-hmm. presenting someone different than you are. And it it, it just never ends well. Right. I've never seen those scenarios turn out well for somebody. You know. And it doesn't feel good to live it at all. Yeah, so honesty is the best policy. Hey, I should trademark that. That's a new one. <laughs> it, but it is. So honesty, honesty is important, and be smart about it. Until next time. Bye.